Blog Talk Radio. I love you. Icon, Granny Hawker, and Big Swing. Oh yeah, it is Monday again, and another quick week. Feels like we were just on the air like yesterday. Uh, but again, another week down, another week closer to fall, closer to schools restarting, closer to apple picking and, and girls in leggings and pumpkin flavored everything. So it's going to be great. Um, but one thing uh, that Icon and I were talking about uh, before we got on the air here tonight was something that they did last night at Survivor Series. And uh, excuse me, I'm uh, obviously I'm watching the I'm watching that on the network uh, from '99. Excuse me, at SummerSlam. Um, what they did at SummerSlam last night, and they're doing again here tonight on Raw, is similar to what they did in the NFL draft, where people can log on sitting in their house watching the network in their face then is, is, is on the TV, is on these LED screens uh, to make it look somewhat like there's fans in attendance or fans are at least watching from portals or something. It, it actually looks kind of cool. Um, and I think that this is an idea that maybe WWE should have done uh, long ago. Uh, but again, they're, they're doing it now and uh, it's like a virtual atmosphere and we get to see reactions to things in real time and it's actually pretty cool. Uh, WWE kind of uh, kind of hit a hit a hit a gold uh, struck gold here, digging in the dirt with this one, I think. Well, you know, like I say, I hope that uh, this is something that uh, other sports will do as well. You know, like uh, like uh, like for instance, maybe like at the Super Bowl or something, or uh, mm. you know, well, like I think fo- football playoffs. stadiums are just too big, though. Football stadiums are much, much, much too big. I mean, we're talking about a, you know, uh, uh, anywhere from a 10 to, you know, 10 to 15, maybe 20,000 seat arena. You start talking about 65 to 80,000 that fit in some of these football stadiums. And and I think that that's just too much at that point. I mean, maybe the first couple of rows or something, 
Um, but that's what I mean. it's going to I mean. well, it, well, it's going to get it's going to get um, a bit hairy with football because again, it all goes by states. It all goes by states. Uh, certain certain states are allowing fans in limited capacity and whatnot, and certain states are not allowing anybody. So, for example, um, New York, New Jersey, so the Bills, Jets, and Giants, uh, are, are there's no fans on the stadium. There'll be empty stadiums. So maybe they can do something uh, similar to, to what WWE is doing right now, whereas the Dallas Cowboys are allowing uh, fans up to 20,000 in their 90,000-seat stadium uh, as well as the Miami Dolphins today just announced to allow up to 13,000 into the stadium for games. So, again, it goes by state. Uh, I, th- I think certain states will explore this idea of digital, uh, and certain states are obviously going to have people there, uh, you know, obviously wearing masks and spaced out and all those things. But uh, but anyways, it's going to be interesting. So I- I'm-, I'm excited for it, and uh, I'm excited for football to actually be taking place. I know college isn't, and which is a shame. But you know, e- either way, at least at least I get my NFL. Um, so this is a big show. You've been talking about this show for a little while, Icon. This is something you've been looking forward to for quite some time. I know we've been teasing a little bit on Facebook all week, uh, but but who do we got covered out here tonight? Okay, well, uh, we actually have rock and roll legends. I'll go by who they uh, are, and then I'll go by uh, who they really are. Uh, We're going to have Buddy Holly, the Big Bopper, Mm -hmm. J.P. Richardson, Mm -hmm. and Richie Balance himself, uh, also better known as John Mueller as Buddy Holly, Linwood Sasser as the Big Bopper, and Ray Anthony as Richie Balance. Now, so we're having uh, like kind of like cover artists in a way. You you know how there's like a band called Almost Queen and they do all like the Queen songs. Is it similar to that? They're like tribute artists or exactly, exactly. Okay. Um, and uh, they uh, they've been impersonating uh, these three gentlemen for a long time. We're going to talk talk lots of them about that. And uh, it's going to be really good. And like I say, I've been wanting to do this show for a long time. I've actually been working on this. Get this. Here's my dedication. I have been working on this two years, as a matter of fact, to get these guys all together in one shot. Now, I I have texted you on Messenger the numbers that they're going to be calling in from, so you know. Okay. And uh, we're going to have some fun with these guys. And it's going to be awesome. I'm with it. I'm all about it. So, yeah. So, uh. Oh. You there? No? Maybe. Looks like Icon uh, got cut off again briefly here. So, uh, we'll wait for him to call back in. It seems to happen uh, at a minimum of once a night. Um. And, you know, I, I don't know if it's his reception out there or what, but I'm going to send him a quick message here. Also, we're waiting on Granny. I know she had her convention all weekend uh, down in, I, I believe it was in the southern part of the state. I'd, I'd have to ask her again uh, uh, where, where exactly she's at. But, um, but yeah, I, I, know that, I know that Granny uh, is going to be a little late here with us today. And Icon, I'm waiting for him to call back. But yeah, we're gonna have a big show here tonight, and uh, pretty excited for all three of these guys. There you go, Icon. Whoa, whoa, what was that? Uh, well, 
uh, I like to uh, blame it on uh, the uh, the phone company, but I can't. I got to blame it on the weather. We got thunderstorms out here again, and uh, I'm actually uh, I'm actually filtering through uh, where I'm at. So uh, so yeah, so uh, yeah. Yeah, we 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 got a, we got a thunderstorm out here too. It just uh, lit up the whole window of the studio a minute ago here. So yeah, we um okay. We got bad storms. All right, so uh, yeah, like I say, I've been I've been working on this. I've been working on this for two years uh, to get all these guys together in one show. So I mean, uh, there's been one time when one guy would be together, the other two wouldn't be, and there'd be another instance when two guys would be, but the third guy wouldn't be. So uh, I have booked this out. I booked this out last year to have all three of these guys on. So that's my dedication uh, to our show and to our fans. Now, real quick, there's one thing I do want to talk about. Uh, Sunday, October 18th, uh, 4 p.m., the double the double tree by the Hilton in West Fargo, North Dakota. Wrestling Live wrestling returns to Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, and uh, it's uh, put on by Puff Mania. Uh, and uh, the show is called Immortal. And live wrestling returns to Fargo, North Dakota. And... Attitude Air Live is proud to be sponsoring these guys and their show. So, um, nice. Uh, if you're in the Fargo Moorhead area and if you're a fan of the icon, uh, get there because you will be at ringside. Um, and uh, Attitude Air Live is sponsoring these guys, and uh, uh, the icon is uh, putting in some money to sponsor these guys. So, everybody get there, uh, be there, or be square, as they say. So yeah, so check it out. Uh, I'm with it, man. I am with it. So yeah, we're waiting on this first number. We're also waiting on Granny to give us a shout here. I know, like I said, she's gonna be a little late. I think, but right. But yeah, we hope she's being safe where she's at. I don't know uh, if they're so having weather too or what, but yeah. All right. So is this is this usually a uh, is this usually a, a a stormy uh stormy time of uh time of year for you guys or Well, no, not generally, but uh but uh not really, but uh, it has been it has been uh, raining lately. Uh so uh and uh Hey, uh, they've announced that uh, Roman Reigns returns to SmackDown this Friday. So nice. Uh, you you know the ratings are going to be up for that because all the WWE fans just love Roman Reigns. You know that um, they do. That they do. You know because how how the WWE has uh, has uh, wanted him so much uh, to be their guy. That uh, all the fans have gravitated towards him, and as you know, I am being uh, facetious. Oh, that. A little facetious, and, uh, yes. <laughs> and I hope everybody's picking up the sarcasm on that too. Um, I mean, I love Roman Reigns. Don't get me wrong, I love Roman Reigns. So, but fans just don't really appreciate Roman Reigns, which is sad. 
So, uh, well, and also, I think Roman. I think Roman was pushed the wrong way. Honestly, I think Roman was. Um, like I said, if it would have grown organically, then great. Like The Rock, for example, they wanted The Rock to be heel. They wanted The Rock to work in the corporation and yada yada. And you know, late '98, early '99, Rock was the bad guy. He grew organically. The crowd just started chanting his name, and people started picking up on his catchphrases, and they decided that they wanted to like him. They, the WWE never said, hey, this is your guy. Whereas Roman Reigns, they forced him down our throats and said, this is the guy you're going to root for. And I think a lot of people, um, you know, rebelled away from that, uh, not not being told you know, who, who to be fans of. But, hey, so we do have a number on here, but it's one of those Skype numbers, the 111-111-1111 number. Yep, that's him. That's him. That is correct. Okay. Just wanted to make sure because it didn't match up with the actual area code phone number you had right. given me. So. All righty. Well, I know Granny on. really wanted to talk to some of these guys. Hopefully she gets on pretty soon. I know she's probably driving home from her convention. So uh, but anyway, I'm, gonna, right. I'm going to uh, mute my mic and put them on and uh, let you do your thing. Oh, wait, actually, wait a minute. I'm actually, yeah, I'm actually not going to do that. I'm going to do this first and then I'm going to do that. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and about to step on the stage with us tonight, a blast from the good old past, a good friend of mine and a good friend of yours, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Mr. Buddy Holly. Hello. Hey. How are you? How are you guys doing? How's it going? Good to have you on, sir. It's great to be here listening to the Attitude Air Live with the icon, the big swing, and hopefully Granny Holsker, too. <laughs> How are you? And uh, should we? Uh, would you like us to call you by your stage name, or should we call you by your real name? My real name would be preferable. That would be good. John Mueller. That's oh, it. Okay. All right, well, we have uh, John Mueller's our guest here. We have, um, well, we have about uh, 30 minutes here with uh, with uh, your buddy John and my buddy John. Uh, and uh, the plan is, uh, John, uh, yeah. we're going to have you on, and then we're going to have you wait on hold, and then we're going to have you, uh, then we're going to talk to the big bopper, and then, uh, uh, then we're going to have him on hold, and we'll have you both on hold. And then we're going to talk to Richie Valens. And now we'll uh, have you guys both come on at the end, okay? Sounds good. All right, so our first question for you, uh, uh, I'll ask you a few questions, and we'll have uh, Big Swing call in, uh, to chime in, then we'll have Granny Hulkster, hopefully. Uh, so how long have you been uh, playing uh, my hero, Buddy Holly? Well, gosh, it started back in um, 1999. I... Um, did the first Winter Dance Party tour we ever uh, did. It was uh, the 40th anniversary of the uh, Winter Dance Party then, and um, I actually had been doing uh, the Buddy Holly Story musical in uh, various cities, major cities across the U.S., and toured with that for about two years prior. So I guess really 1997 or so was the first couple of years I started doing that. But then I I wanted to do my own show that was all music, not just um you know, acting and stuff. So um, I put together a group of guys, and uh, we didn't know if uh, 
anybody would show up because we went to the original venues and cities that the uh, original tour did. In fact, we did it in the exact same order that they did as well, <laughs> which was uh, kind of nutty because some of the drives were like eight, nine hours long. The the, uh, the tour planning for that tour was pretty uh, crazy and ridiculous. So, um, But we wanted to do exactly what the original tour did, so we followed that routing. And uh, it uh, was greatly successful. A lot of... Uh, People showed up. Uh, it was really a grassroots effort of, as far as marketing and stuff. But we had um, this is pre-Facebook and stuff, so it was really it was all word of mouth. But we had a thousand people show up in Green Bay on a Monday night, and um, quite a few other uh, cities had uh, really good attendance as well. And um, it was just a lot of fun. And uh, we didn't even know if we were going to do it again the following year. But people just kept asking us, "Well, you're coming back next year, aren't you?" <laughs> And uh, we said, yeah, why not? Why not? So, um, and then it just kind of snowballed after that. We were uh, started to get in uh, demand at other times of the year rather than just January and February, and uh, became a uh, a year-round endeavor, which has been great. Uh, John Mule is our guest here. We got uh, 28 minutes here with John. Uh, now. I am honored to say I was at the show that you did in Fargo, North Dakota. I'm from Fargo, North Dakota. Unfortunately, Fargo, North Dakota is known for the city that uh, the guys were coming to when they were killed in a plane wreck uh, in Clear Lake, Iowa. Uh, Unfortunately, that's one of Fargo's claims of fame. You either die coming here or you die leaving here. Uh, They used to do a a tribute show uh, with Bobby V and the Crickets and – uh, one year they did Bobby V, uh, the Crickets, and Del Shannon, and unfortunately, uh, Del Shannon he uh, he uh, committed suicide a week after he was here, so he died after he left here. Uh, same with um, uh, what is his name? Uh, I'll think of his name. He uh, died on his way here too uh, to do a show. Um, the traveling man, why like uh, Ricky Nelson? Oh, Ricky Nelson. Uh, he was on. Yeah, he was on his way here, and he was killed in a plane crash too. So, um, so artists started taking buses when they would come to here. But uh, I am proud to say that I was uh, front row uh, for the show that you guys did here in Fargo, North Dakota. And uh, as you were leaving stage, actually, you shook my hand, and uh, I've I've been a fan of yours ever since. And oh, nice, uh, you're awesome. Nice. So. And uh, I've been trying to get uh, all three of you guys on our show here for the last two years, um, and uh, we're going to ha- make it happen tonight. So uh, I'm going to ask you a few more questions, and we'll have Big Swing uh, jump in here, uh, who's a radio DJ, so I'm sure he has some questions to ask you as well. But uh, sure. So now, when you decided to, uh, when you, let's talk a little bit about. Um, uh, the Buddy Holly musical, which I've also seen, has also been here in Fargo uh, last year. As a matter of fact, uh, is it uh, you decided to play Buddy Holly because you were a fan, or just because you looked so much like him, or someone came up and you said, "Hey, you look like Buddy Holly. You should, uh, you know." Or how, how did that come about? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I was always a fan of his music. I, um, I don't know. I was uh, opposite of my pals in high school they were all listening to uh you know what was popular in the 80s and whatnot and um i was um i just always loved 50s music something about it uh i got some hand-me-down records from my older brothers and and, um 50s music just kind of struck a chord with me so i when i first started learning how to play guitar 
Peggy Sue was like the first song I could actually play through its entirety, you know. So um, that was really fun for me to um, to be actual to to be able to actually play a, a song in its entirety <laughs> because every other song I would try I couldn't make it through it or whatever. But um, so yeah, and then um, one time I was um, performing one of his songs, and a friend of mine said, "Man." You sound exactly like him. You should. Uh, they're auditioning for this uh, Buddy Holly story musical. You should send in a, a tape and stuff. And um, it was uh, the American Heartland Theater in Kansas City, Missouri, and it was the first uh, regional theater to do a production of it uh, after the Broadway uh, production and the London production. And um, it's a theater that was owned by Hallmark Cards, so it was a pretty big deal. But um, I sent in a videotape of me singing the songs and um, doing a few of the acting scenes, and uh, they basically cast me off of that, which was pretty unusual. Normally, uh, in acting uh, jobs or, or auditions, you have to actually be there in person and um, you know interact with other members of the cast just to see how you react and stuff. And uh, but I guess they were impressed enough by the. Uh, videotape that they decided to take a chance on me and um that kind of started me on my path and boy once I did that play I uh I really felt the um the joy firsthand that Buddy's music gives to people so um I just kind of uh decided that you know maybe this is something I should uh, stick with and um kind of develop my own show after a while the the play is is really great cuz it exposes a lot of people to um you know his music and keeps it going and 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 whatnot. But um, the the reviews were uh, always the same. Every city I did it in, they they loved the music, but they thought the script was a little kind of uh, weak and hokey in parts. And uh, so my idea was to uh, eliminate those parts of the show and just kind of um, concentrate really on uh, the Winter Dance Party concert that they did. And that's um, been very uh, very good formula for us. Um, um, I originally started working with uh, Big Bopper's son, J.P. Richardson Jr. in uh, 2000, and um, he um, he had heard about us and got, got on board, and so that was really cool because it added a, a direct bo- bloodline to the Big Bopper in the show and stuff. So, um, but um, yeah, that's kind of how I got involved. I, I um, just uh, got cast in that show and then uh from that point on it was like um kind of magical really now do you own you obviously own a fender stratocaster like i do correct oh yeah several <laughs> i've owned about uh 14 or 15 guitars i have um in my house here which is too many because i only play about three or four of them but um but yeah i've got two strats and uh two Les Pauls and um, quite a few other uh, acoustic guitars and whatnot, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great guitar. you got to have a 57 uh, or, you know, 58, 59 Strat, or a reissue Strat anyway to uh, to accurately get that Buddy Holly sound. Um, um, he used a maple fretboard too, which has a little brighter sound than a rosewood fretboard, so... Um, Got to make sure you have that as well. And then um, the strings I use are uh, super heavy gauge because back then they didn't have these really thin strings that they do today that make it easy for um, 
guitarist to bend the strings, but he practically played like piano wire <laughs> strings. They were uh, like 13 through 56, which is what you'd put on an acoustic guitar today. So uh, I used 12 through 52s and um, the uh, flat rounds as well. He, he played with flat rounds, and uh, so it's a little different tone than a round round. So um, it's kind of technical for the audience, but um, oh. basically uh, how uh, Buddy got that tone. It's a really great tone. Oh. Uh, John Mueller is our guest here. We're going to do a little roundtable here. Uh, we have about 21 minutes here with John, and uh, we're going to do a little roundtable. I know that uh, Granny Hulkster is here, and uh, I don't know uh, how much of the interview she's heard, but I'm sure she has some questions. So, Granny, if you have some questions for our guest, John Mueller, go ahead. we got 21 minutes. Go ahead. Well, I apologize, Icon, for coming on late. I was in the middle of a conference call, and I didn't realize what time it was, and so I have not really got to hear much of the interview at all. So I'm going to let Big Swing ask some questions. And so I do apologize, John, I'm for calling in late. So usually no I'm problem. right on time. But I, I just got done the with the – I gave out all the secrets on how to win the lotto. So you really missed oh. out. <laughs> well, I'll have to go back and listen to the show then. No, I just got done with my state – Moose Lodge Convention this past weekend down in Little Rock, Arkansas. I'm from Arkansas, and sure. we had our state Moose Lodge Convention, and I was the outgoing Deputy Grand Regent presiding over the women's meeting and things like that. So I was on a, actually a conference call about some state committee chairman stuff, and which I am now a state committee chairman okay. for Heart of the Community events. So I'm going to pass, bypass my question time. So sure. go okay. ahead, Big Swing. Right. Um, so John Mueller is our guest here. we got 20 minutes. Uh, go ahead, Big Swing. Then we're going to come back to me. I'm going to ask some more uh, hard-hitting questions. So go ahead, Big Swing. What do you got? Well, Icon, you mentioned uh, radio, DJ. I, I, I mean, I do sports. I have a sports talk radio show, so I don't really do music that often. And uh, – Having been born in 88, Buddy Holly was a little bit before my time. However, I do know the name and I do know, you know, some of his songs and things like that. So, um, but John, um, thinking about it here, there's a band that uh, I've actually seen in person uh, called Bad Fish, which is a, a sublime tribute band. But they're also, what they do is on their shows, they will, they have their own band. I think Scotty doesn't know, I believe. So they'll have, quote-unquote, Scotty doesn't know, open for Bad Fish, but it's their own band. So it's basically them the whole time doing their original stuff and then doing the Sublime Tributes. Do you do, uh, when you go touring at all in any of these things, any original songs, uh, or is it all just the uh, in-character for, for Buddy Holly? Well, we do do a, I do an original song I wrote that's been pretty popular. It's... Um, called Hey Buddy, and um, it was used in a uh, BBC documentary on uh, called The Day the Music Died, and uh, okay. it's gotten quite a bit of airplay, but um, so I, did, I put that in the show towards the end, but otherwise, no, we should pretty much cover uh, their entire catalog. We do mix up um, their songs, you know, occasionally just to um, keep it fresh for us and the audiences, but... Um, we we have to cover the hits, you know, or otherwise we get run out of town, you know. If we didn't do, you know, uh, that would be today and Peggy Sue and Rayvon and um, True Love Ways and all the great hits and stuff. And 
same with the Richie Valens catalog and the Big Bopper. We kind of have to certainly cover those bases. But um, but uh, that's interesting that the uh, those guys cover themselves as an opening band and then come out and do their other stuff. That's really cool. Yeah, and then do like their their tribute band like secondly. So like when you buy tickets, you're thinking it's two bands unless you know them, and then you you right, find out right, they just no, go in for an intermission and come out in different outfits. You know. Oh yeah, but um, but it's I, that's why I was curious because I know a lot of of tribute bands. Um, now they're not necessarily in character, like you know, as far as anybody knows who doesn't know Buddy Holly, like your Buddy Holly, you know what I'm saying? So it's 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 different in that regard. Um, but that's why I was curious about any original stuff. Uh, also, what would um, what would be the most rewarding thing to you? Uh, about doing these events like the Winter Dance Party and and some of these shows. I mean, when you see the people in the crowd and you, you know, and you're and you're up there playing, uh, what's what's one of the things you love most about it? Uh, the most rewarding thing is uh, when these uh, some of the older people bring their granddaughters or grandkids, and um, they come up to our merch table and they want us to, uh, you know, autograph something or whatever, and they're just really they didn't know much about this music, you know, and then they, they seem very, very uh, interested now and stuff. And I, I love bringing that kind of joy to a young person's, um, uh, you know, experience so that they can, um, you know, keep this music alive by uh, investigating it on their own and uh, maybe maybe buying some of the music online or whatever just so they uh, can relive the experience and stuff. And um, that's probably my greatest reward. Um, I, secondly, I guess, would be um, some of the people that I've worked with over the years that were originally associated with Buddy, like his, uh, his widow, Marie Elena Holly, and then um, his niece, and his, I, I uh, did some shows that his brothers were at, which was really cool. And, and then um, we had one of the original crickets, Mickey Sullivan, with us as well on some of the tours. And um, just meeting these people and... and um, Getting them to uh, uh, like what we do and stuff was really uh, quite a thrill for us as well. I imagine. Um, and now, was Buddy Holly? You told us briefly the story uh, about how you know you had sounded like him, um, and you sent in the tape, and and you ended up going from there. But was he uh, one of your major inspirations as well? Like, were you a big Buddy Holly fan beforehand, or did the coincidences just happen to line up perfectly for you? Yeah, no, I was always a big fan. I didn't really realize that I had uh, any ability to look like him, per se. I, I, uh, that kind of never ended my mind for some reason. I just kind of worked on his songs and played guitar, and then a friend of mine was like, you know, you sound a, a lot like him. You should put on, try some big glasses and uh, curl your hair like he did or, you know, like the perm that he kind of had. And uh, so I, uh, when I auditioned for the Buddy Holly Story musical, that was kind of how that came to be. And, uh, uh, yeah, it just kind of seemed like a perfect fit for me where uh, everything just kind of gelled, you know. Awesome. Or as uh, Gary Busey would say in the movie The Buddy Holly Story, not with the music. Wonder glasses. Yeah, the wonder glasses. That's right. <laughs> now you've obviously seen the movie Buddy Holly story, obviously, correct? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually uh, I got to meet Gary DC once. Uh, they were putting a um, a star on Hollywood Boulevard for um, for Buddy Holly a few years ago, and 
I got to meet him then. It was a big event that a lot of uh, celebrities were at and stuff, and I got invited to, so it was really cool. Uh, your buddy John Mueller is our guest here. we got 14 minutes here. Real quick so we can do this here, and I'm going to ask you a few other questions. Um, what um, – uh, if our fans wanted to check you out and see what you're doing and follow you, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch. What do you got? We got everything. Our Twitter is uh, at official WDP, which is short for Winter Dance Party. And then um, we got uh, Winter Dance Party Tour on Facebook. And uh, our website is just winterdanceparty.com. So you can see us and uh, write to us there, and lots of good stuff there. And you know, I got one thing. One thing I never realized. Well, I, Gray, one one thing real quick. I'm just looking up some stuff here. I never realized. Again, I, I you know, a little bit before my time, obviously, and and uh, never really got much into it myself. But uh, to have the catalog of music and to have the the uh, the legacy per se uh, that somebody like a buddy Holly has I didn't even realize that he was 22 years old when he died. Oh yeah, yeah. Tragically, uh, all the artists were, you know, very young. Uh, Big Bopper was the old man of the group at 28. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. And, uh, and that's what I'm saying. Like, like I knew they died. Like I knew how. I just didn't know like their ages. Wow. Yeah. That's it's a and, that's uh, successful Rick, at that Richie age. Bowles, wow. And Richie Valens was only 17 when he passed. Yeah, that's correct. Wow. Um, he was just his career was just starting to take off, so it was very, very, uh, very sad that uh, oh he didn't my. get to see his uh, full potential you know, there. Um, but uh, uh, John Mules, our guest here, we got twelve minutes. You know, the thing is, uh, you know, they call it the day the music died, and hopefully uh, at the end, you know, uh, Big Swing can find American Pie. But you know, the thing is, they call it the day the music died. But when you think about it, the music didn't die; it just no. took a pause. And it did come back, and you know, I'm I'm at the the area where I don't think it's the day the music died. It's actually when the day the music exploded. I mean, you know, people uh-huh. say that when they passed, it was a uh, it could have been a legal blow to rock and roll because you had three of the big ones that passed right away. And you know, uh, just to give a little background to people that uh, don't know, I myself am a Buddy Holly historian because I I use. I performed a few Buddy Holly songs and plays in school, but uh, that's beside the point. But the thing is, they weren't even supposed to be on a plane. Buddy Holly chartered the plane, and it was supposed to be for him, uh, Waylon Jennings, and Tommy Olsen. Uh Waylon Jennings gave up his seat to Big Bopper, so Big Bopper wasn't supposed to be on the plane. Uh, the alleged uh, coin flip between Tommy Olsen and Richie uh, and Richie won the coin flip, and he got to go. So he wasn't supposed to be on the plane. But the Correct. thing is, Buddy Holly was so far ahead in his time. Well, if you listen to all his songs, none of his songs are the same. Every song is different. He was so ahead of his time. And who knows how big that he would have gotten if he wouldn't have been killed. Now, the thing that saddens me is the fact that they actually let them charter a plane. Uh, this is just my opinion now, folks, but they should not have let him charter that plane. They should never let him do that. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with you. I think that's, um, especially at that hour, it was like 1 o'clock in the morning that this plane took off, and um, especially with the, um, 
the uh, young man that was, was flying them, Roger Peterson, he was uh, previously flunked flying uh, on night instrumentation only in, in these little Bonanza Beechcraft airplanes. So he wasn't the most ideal uh, pilot, seasoned pilot for these people. So, um, but uh, who knows? It's really a, it's a big question mark whether it was 100% weather related or 100% pilot error or maybe a little bit of both you know who knows it's it's hard to say hmm. you know and i, I admit I, I do get a little emotional talking about it because uh you know i was born in uh 78 and sure. uh you know of course buddy holly uh you know passed in, in 59 but uh and uh my father when i was a kid uh, I'll i'll just give the story real quick uh, I had this little record player that my dad got when he served uh, in the Army in Germany. It was a little battery-operated Philips uh, record player. You know, you'd pull, the, you'd pull the, uh, the, the arm, and then the record would start. And then the first song, record I had was the Brunswick label was Oh Boy. And on the flip sure. side of that was Not Fade Away. My dad said, this is the music that you're going to listen to. You are not going to listen to that crap in my house that your sisters listen to. And I've been a Buddy Holly fan ever since. <laughs> you got and a smart anytime, dad. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and any uh, and I'm going to have him listen to this interview. So, Dad, I love you. I know you're going to listen to this. But the thing is, I've been a Buddy Holly fan ever since then. And uh, anytime I have a chance to go to a show that talks that that tributes Buddy Holly, everything I've been to every one of them that's been here. And real quick, John, uh, when you guys were here in Fargo. And then we're going to get back to the tour. But when you guys were here in Fargo, the one thing I remember, uh, when you caught up on stage, uh, you did a song, and you said, uh, the next song I'm going to do is uh, from my first album that went absolutely nowhere. And then you grabbed a bottle of water, and, and you said, hey, guys, you ever seen anything like this? This is a bottle of water. You know, remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. You remember that? That's great. <laughs> yeah. See, you, so John, you can see I am a fan, and uh, <laughs> hopefully, and hopefully, and this is a real ego thing, and we'll get back to this. Uh, I sent you uh, an address. Hopefully, you'll be able to send us some autographs for some giveaways for our December show. Hopefully, you'll be able to do that. Yeah, um, we can do that. No problem. And uh, I, like I say, John, I've been a fan of yours ever since I saw you that night. And then uh, let's go back to the winter dance party now. Uh, I read an article that they did about you. Now, you um, yourself went and reacted the what they would call the tour from hell. Uh, is that is that is that true at all? Can you tell us about that? I'm sorry. What was the question? Did I? Well, uh, I read an article uh, about you that you actually relived the tour. Uh, you went on the same dates and everything that they did to reenact it yourself that you went yeah. on. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, we did. I, I talked about that earlier. We um, decided that in 1999 to um, to do the exact same routing that they did, and um, it was uh, the first and last time we ever did that. Nobody had ever done that before, and nobody has to this day because it's it's incredibly grueling tour. They would be up in northern Minnesota one day and then go all the way down to, uh, you know, Fort Dodge, Iowa or something the next, and... Uh, these drives are like sometimes eight or nine hours. And that's why buddy chartered that plane because um, he just wanted to get ahead and get some laundry done and get maybe four hours of sleep or something, you know? Um, yeah. So I mean, they, they went from like Minnesota 
to Iowa, uh, another city in Iowa, then back to Minnesota. I mean, it's it's like the promoter didn't own a globe or something. He didn't. They didn't have Rand McNally back then. No, no GPS back then. No, uh, you know, uh, what is that app where it's uh, Waves app or whatever, where they can just shows you how much where to go and drive and where the weather, weather conditions are and all that. So they were fighting winter weather and uh, long drives. And um, so it was pretty crazy of it for us to try to um, to follow that. But we wanted to do it just to see what it was like. And um, it really uh, it really exhausted us. We were all completely worn out and, like, physically, almost physically ill by the end of that tour. It was just a, it's a, it's a killer. Right, and I'll, I'll just kind of go over this real quick. Uh, January 23rd, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, then Kenosha, Wisconsin, then Mankato, Minnesota, then back to Eau Claire, Wisconsin, then Montevideo, Minnesota, St. Paul, Minnesota, back to Davenport, Iowa, Fort Dodge, Iowa, back to Minnesota, Duluth, then to Green Bay, then to Clear Lake, uh, which, uh, incidentally, Clear Lake, Iowa was not even supposed to be on the tour. Then they went to no. Red, Minnesota, Sioux City, Iowa, Des Moines, Minnesota, Cedar Rapids, Spring Valley, Chicago, Illinois, Waterloo, Iowa, Dubuque, Iowa, then to Louisville, Kentucky, then Canton, Ohio, then Youngstown, Ohio, then Peoria, Illinois, and, and then Springfield, Illinois. They they crisscrossed all over the place instead of like staying in like one state and then going to the next. They crisscrossed back and forth, and it's just completely ridiculous. Very uh, ridiculous. The other no, thing is, no days off either, if you can imagine. That was 11 shows in a row. No days off with nine-hour drives on some of those days. So uh, right. the, amazing, the amazing thing is the photos from these tours that, that you know audience members would take, some that still exist, they look pretty uh, pretty chipper in these photos. Like you can tell what professionals they were. Like they were still giving their all to the audiences and uh, you know posing for photos afterwards and. Um, so uh, they just were amazing that they, you know, survived as long as they did, really. And to think, they were traveling on school buses, yellow school buses that filled yeah. up. I know. You know These uh, rock and roll stars of today are probably uh, completely spoiled <clears throat> compared to that. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you mention uh, that. Um, one, of the, one of the things that uh, has become known on this, and, and it's actually kind of, kind of creepy, kind of horror movie-ish in a way, uh, was when Jennings, you know, Waylon Jennings was the basis for, for Buddy Holly. Um, yeah. they, they were making a joke about, you know, they're making a joke about it, about you know, he, he gave away his seat on the plane. Uh, Holly joked with him, well, I hope your bus freezes up again, joking with him. And, and Jennings replied, well, I hope your plane crashes. Just, just you know, ribbing uh, with each other. And then, uh, you know, that night, you know, it did. And he said it, it's haunted him for, for the rest of his life then. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a hard thing to live with after you've said that, for sure. Uh, John Mueller's our guest here. Uh, here's what we're going to do, John. Uh, we're going to put you on hold. Uh, sure. We have uh, the next uh, artist on, uh, unless you want to call back, but it's probably better if you if you stay on hold. That way, uh, at the end, when we uh, talk to all you guys uh, as one, you'll know uh, what we covered. Sure, that's fine. Okay. So, uh, uh, Big Swing, if you're ready with the next song, if you want to start the next song, then I will, uh, I will, uh, introduce... Hello, baby! Yeah, this is the Big Bopper speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you sweet man. 
about to step on the stage right now. We have the dishwasher from Beaumont, Texas. Hello, baby. <laughs> yeah, this is Linwood Sasser. I'm the Big Bopper with John Mueller's Winter Dance Party. And you're listening to the Attitude Era with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Oldster. And me, I'm doing fine. Awesome. Uh, Linwood Sasser is our guest here. We got uh, 30 minutes here at Linwood, and then uh, we'll bring on the, the young pup. Uh, so uh, John is on hold, uh, and yep. uh, we're gonna bring we're gonna bring him back on at the end after we uh, talk to you, and then we'll put you on hold. Uh, unfortunately, you want to be on hold for a couple minutes, uh, and then we'll bring oh, well. the other uh, the third party. But now uh, you play the big bopper, and uh, yes, I do. I'm gonna ask you. I'm going to ask you, and you have a great voice. You sound just like him. Uh, is that how you got hooked up with the uh, Winter Dance Party, because you sounded like him or you were impersonating before? How did you get hooked up with the tour? Well, I'll tell you, I was lucky enough. I was living in L.A. and, uh, you know, always looking for a job, always looking for something to do. And a friend of mine uh, told me about an advertisement in the uh, – Oh, gosh, Backstage uh, West, which uh, they were advertising for a Big Bopper, and they wondered if I could do Big Bopper. I had a leopard coat because I had done them one time before for another show. And so I went to the audition, showed up in a leopard coat with a a crew cut, and uh, (laughs) pretty much cinched it. Uh, They saw me, and then, you know, from then on, uh, I was filling in for um, Jay, uh, you know, Big Bopper's uh, son, who used to tour with uh, the Winter Dance Party. Uh, I was filling in for him when he couldn't make a gig or if he was feeling under the weather or whatever. And uh, pretty soon, well, he, he passed away about seven years ago now. And, uh, and so I took over the job. Um, and uh, you... Uh... You know, unfortunately, uh, you guys, I don't think you, you have, uh, have the tour has been to Fargo since you've been uh, on it, I don't think. Oh, what's or that? have you been here? Uh, well, I don't think the tour has been here to Fargo, North Dakota. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. We have, I have not, I have not been there. No. Always getting close, but not quite. <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you, uh, the way I understand it, uh, is mm-hmm. uh, they are they are trying to get you guys back here to perform at the Fargo Theater. That's uh, uh, there's there's rumors buzzing in town here that uh, they are going to try and get you guys back at some point. And uh, when you do, I guarantee you, I will be the guy in the front row uh, saying, <laughs> "Hey, <laughs> you were on my show," you know. So, well, uh, all right. I sure hope so. I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I have never been to Fargo, but I'd love, love to uh, to play there, certainly. Uh, Linwood Sasser's our guest here. We have uh, 28 minutes here. Um, so when you uh, when you got the gig and uh, they said, uh, you know, that you were going to be a uh, uh, big popper, um, mm-hmm. what, uh, um, tell us, um, you know, did they, uh, did they, call you on the phone or uh uh did they say uh show up uh, show up with your leopard print cone at this next event or how did that uh, how did that happen 
Well, I'll tell you, you know, the guys I work with, they're, uh, they're all pros, certainly. They're, if they're not uh, on tour with the Winter Dance Party, all the musicians, the band, uh, they're doing studio gigs, they're doing gigs with other, uh, other artists and things, and they're always working. Um, so basically, yeah, I was looking, yeah, I got a theater background, so I was looking to do a rehearsal or two, right? And so they were saying, nope, nope, just study these songs. And I think the first gig, uh, oh, gosh, the first gig I did was in Minnesota. And I met them. Uh, they were on the road, and I met them at this one gig in Minnesota that Bopper Jay could not make. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a little rocky. Of course, they're pros. They made me look good. But, uh, yeah, there was no rehearsal. <laughs> they just called and said I had the gig, and they'll let me know when I can uh, when I can join them, you know? You know, and, uh, you know, I'll admit I'm kind of jealous uh, of you uh, because you actually get to be on tour with a musical god, John Mueller uh, and Ray Anthony, and you are as well. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, well. I, I'm jealous that you get to hang with those guys. But uh, we have um, – uh, we have uh, the Big Bopper as our guest here, uh, Linwood Sasser. Um, we're going to uh, do a little roundtable here. Uh, then we're okay. going to come back to me. I'm going to ask you some hard-hitting questions. But I want to introduce you to uh, Granny Hulkster, who's, uh, uh, who uh, is a uh, rock and rollite. Uh, she was from that era. I am fortunately from the 70s and uh, uh, big swings from the 80s. But, <coughs> Granny, what do you got for what do you have for our guest, Linwood Sasser? Well, we have first of all, I first of all, Icon. Hello, first Granny. First of all, Icon. Hello, and I love your voice, by the way, and you do sound just like the Big Popper. Now, oh, thank you, darling. Icon, I, Icon is telling stories again. I was actually born in 1962. I will be 58 <laughs> this Saturday. This Saturday will be my 58th birthday. So I was born in 1962, but yes, I did like the rock and roll music back in the day. I mean, you know, the old uh-huh. rock and roll music. I don't, but yeah, but you do sound like your voice is so amazing. I mean, absolutely amazing. So um, what made you decide you wanted to do something like this? I mean, we're, and we're, I know you all perform like all over all over the country, don't you? I mean, because I know they. Well, I yeah, know up sure. in Brans- I I know up in Branson, Missouri, they have a. I don't know if it's still open or not, but at one time they had what they called a Legends Theater, mm-hmm. and they had people that did like Buddy Holly and Elvis Presley, and you know different different musicians, you know. And I don't well, know that's right, Granny. Uh, but- they sure do, and you know, Legends is all around. I, there's one. In Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, that uh, that when we perform in Myrtle Beach, you know, we, we have friends who are at Legends as well. But, um, yeah, John had the great idea uh, after he had done the Buddy Holly story uh, on stage, uh, why don't you take the best part of what everybody enjoys about the Buddy Holly story, which is the music, and make a show out of it. And he did that, and I was lucky enough to, you know, to read <laughs> to audition and uh, and get the part uh, first as a fill-in, and then when Jay passed, you know, I uh, get the big bopper thing going, and 
And, you know, it's just one of those things where it's, it's so exciting to, to be a rock and roller, to have those fans out there already preset. Uh, you know, I had, a, I had a taste of it. I used to uh, be a blues brother at Universal ah. Studios Park. So I was, uh, I was Jake Blues for uh, probably about eight years. And uh, so, you know, I had a small taste of that, and we'd we'd go on tour and do special events and do things like that, but nothing nothing like John's Winter Dance Party, where you go all around the country. Uh, We've even been on cruises, so, you know, we get to to do it all and have a lot of fun. You you were John Belushi's part then? Yes, I was. I was Jake, yeah. Okay, I got it. Yep. Uh, uh, let, let well, see, I, I live, I live, I live in Arkansas. I live in Arkansas, uh-huh. which is about where I live. I live in Springdale, Arkansas, which we're about two hours from Branson. So, uh-huh. and I remember getting to go to Branson to see uh, the man that I'm married to now. We weren't married yet; we were only dating. But we went to um, the Dick Clark Theater up there in Branson, and we got to see uh, Bill Medley and Paul Revere and the Raiders. Mm. And I was always a Righteous Brothers fan. I mean, one of my favorite songs to sing at karaoke is Unchained Melody. And at the time, <laughs> Bill Medley's son, Darren, was yeah. was with Paul Revere and the Raiders. And Paul Revere, he was absolutely funny. He, said, he was talking about this cruise that they do. And he says, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be 70. You know, he was just, I mean, he was just bouncing back and forth all over that stage. But... But, right. but I actually well, got to meet Bill. I actually got to meet Bill Medley, and I uh-huh. we were out in the lobby, and and David says he says, "Well, Lori loves to sing Unchained Melody. That's her favorite song." And he looks at me and puts his arm around me and hugs me and says, "Darling, you must that that's awesome. You probably do a better job at it than I do." And I looked at Bill and I said, "Really, Bill?" I said, "You know, let me tell you something." I said, "Nobody can top what you." And Bobby did those years that you were together, and of course his oh, yeah. daughter McKenna was there, and she sang in the mm-hmm. show, and it was just oh, it was just amazing. Yeah, we uh, actually got to see him. We were on the uh, one of the malt shop cruises, and uh, Bill and his new partner Bucky uh, were doing a show, and and the daughter was there. She did the uh, uh, the Jennifer Warren's. Uh, uh, part of uh, what's that song? Uh, time of my the, life. The time of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and they, it was a wonderful show. And uh, Bill Medley, <laughs> terrific. His new partner Bucky hit all the high notes. Uh, just, it was a terrific show. And uh, and I do hear things about uh, you know Paul Revere and the Raiders because you know we all kind of do the same circuit. And uh, he's a great guy, of course, no longer with us, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but a really terrific guy, fun-loving guy. So yeah, you're uh, lucky. To, you're lucky to meet him. And and Bill Medley, of course, great guy. He he shook my wife's hand. She was a big fan. And uh, and well, when uh, he signed yeah, when he signed the picture of us that we had mm-hmm. done with him in the picture. He signed it, and this was actually like, this was like Labor Day weekend, so it was a couple of days after, you know, my birthday. Uh-huh. And he wrote, to Lori, happy birthday, love Bill Medley, and I'm just like, and he still got those beautiful eyes and that voice. Oh, my he goodness, does. that voice is just, oh, I love listening to him sing, so. 
Yes, uh, yes, Linwood indeed. Linwood Sanders is our guest here. Yep. Uh, we got oh. uh, 20 minutes here with Linwood. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to introduce you to uh, our, our musical guru here. Um, he's, <laughs> sure. he's DJing on the weekends, and he also uh, runs the radio station that we're heard on right now. But uh, Big Switch, mm-hmm. what do you got for our guest? Linwood Sasser, go ahead. Uh, well, the music uh, on the weekends is is a little bit different than this uh, music icon. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't give myself enough credit to to spin these records, but um, the the thing I, I noticed with you guys, I, I'm sort of going to ask the same question here that I asked John was uh, when you guys do these shows, uh, what what is the most rewarding thing to you uh, when you look out in the audience dur- during your shows? Well, if we can get them on their feet, and generally we can. I know if 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 I don't, I know uh, I know Ray will. Uh, that's for sure. Ray Anthony, our Richie Valens, he always gets them up. But I love to see him get up and dance, you know, because we do have an older crowd. Although we have rockabilly kids drift in here and there, and uh, and the older folks bring their grandkids, so that's always good to see him. But it, it's good to see him up and moving, you know. Uh, that's what mm-hmm. I like the best. Well, the, the funny uh, thing you mentioned, you mentioned bringing grandkids. I, uh, I actually, my, my grandmother, she lives, I, I'm in New York. See, we're in three different things. Mm-hmm. The station and the show was anchored here in New York. And then obviously with everything going on, we got Annie in Arkansas yeah. and, and Icon in Fargo. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we also have a place in Florida. I have, I have a condo in Clearwater Beach, Florida. And I see here oh, yeah. on, the tw- on, on the 24th of January, 2021, you guys are going to be at Ruth Eckerd Hall in, uh, in Clearwater, Florida. Uh, I've seen several shows sure hope uh, so. at Ruth Eckerd Hall. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to possibly get these tickets for my grandmother uh, for her birthday, which is in October, because she's going to be spending the winter in Florida. So um, definitely a, a possibility there. Um, as well, because I know she'd she'd love you know a show like this as well. So, um, oh but, yes, yeah. well, and I hope we're I hope we get to do it. You know, we've had uh, well, true, things yeah. being canceled yeah, on us uh, left and right, but hopefully by January all this stuff is is over with now by now. But uh, sure, but yeah, sure. I mean hopefully. Um, now another thing I, I asked John as well. Um, now you you said you had done Big Bobber before. That's why you had the coat and all that stuff. And you do sound like right. him. I've seen. I've seen a couple of videos here I was watching. You do look like him. Um, but were you were you a, a, a Big Bopper fan as well, or did you just happen to have the, 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 the look and the sound line up perfectly for you? Well, I think it was in the beginning it was look and sound, but just as, you know, I, I'm an actor, so I always yeah. look into the background. I want to know. You know, from that you can you know you can get a stage persona going. And there's you know there's songs of course in the show, but I've got to I've got to do bits and and jokes and whatnot and talk to the audience. So you want to do that as much as you think the big bopper would do it. And the the way you can find out about his attitudes and things like that, are, you know, you read whatever's out there about him and watch whatever uh, you know whatever you can find on YouTube. Uh, his live performances or his, his on television performances on Kinescope a lot. Um, you know, so you watch that stuff and you, you build up a background and a persona for him. Uh, but yeah, in the beginning it was just, you know, I had the leopard coat and a crew cut. So you know, that was it. And, uh, but then, you know, after I got the gig, it's like, well, we better flesh this out some, you know? Mm. 
and now it's and now it's now it's great. I mean, I've watched some of the stuff you guys have put together and and the clips, and and it's definitely something that looks, uh, you know, looks as genuine as possible, but it, but it also looks like it's it's great time. I mean, I mean, it's not um, my like I was saying, it's way before my time that genre. Yeah. Um, but it is it is something that looks like it would be a fun show to go to. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes if my grandma oh, it was going to it, it, it definitely oh. is. We keep it moving. It's always it builds and uh, you know by well, the end of the show. To a lot of like croners, uh, those old crooners and stuff too. And I'm like, uh, like I'm not gonna, you know, if somebody's doing the old crooner stuff and the old Sinatra and the old this and that, and mm-hmm. she wants to go to, you know. Uh, uh, I can't remember the guy's name now, but he he's one of the slow singers, one of the old singers. I can't believe I can't remember his name now. But, uh, but, but you know, I'm like, uh, I don't know if I would go to one of those and sit there through that and blah, blah, blah. But looking at the videos on your guys' stuff, it looks like it would be actually energetic for, uh, and, and actually something entertaining for somebody my age. Yeah, it's we, You know, we do get a lot of people, lot of younger people do like the show if, uh, you know, if grandma can drag them to it. <laughs> <laughs> they usually end up having a good time and tell us so after the show. And we always oh, good, uh, good. meet and greet our fans after the show. It, we're always out there. Oh, good, good. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely going to look into uh, if the Clearwater show goes. And well, I'm going to get the tickets regardless. I mean, I'll get refunded if it gets canceled. But, but yeah, I'll, I'll probably definitely uh, get, get her that for uh for the Clearwater show, so it'd be nice. Maybe, maybe I'll be there. Uh, well, you know, if, if we get that going, you you let us know, and we'll see what we can do for you. How about that? Awesome. Works for me. Okay. Uh, Linwood Sass is our guest here. we got uh, 14 minutes here. So uh, I'm, I'm going uh, gonna to we're going to circle back here uh, to uh, your stage presence. Now, we all know that the Big Bopper's uh, big hit was Chantilly Lace, of course. And uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Big Bopper, he wrote uh, White Lightning. And uh, he also uh, did a, a great song called uh, uh, The Purple People Eater Meets the Witch Doctor. Uh, I actually have the. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't call that a great song. <laughs> well, uh, it, it was actually the flip side of Chantilly Lace. And then Chantilly Lace. It's great in his hit, line. And then that song was great. But. Uh, when you're when you're doing the big bopper on stage, can you kind of give us uh, the list of songs you go through uh, when you're on, on oh, stage? Oh, sure. So, uh, go ahead. Well, yeah, start off with White Lightning because that really gets the audience going, lets them know that hey, this is going to be a high energy show, uh, and it's <laughs> different the way the way Bopper does it. It's different than uh, George Jones. You know, he makes it more of a novelty tune. This is a mm. straight ahead rocker. Uh, almost rockabilly the way we do it. It just fires on a hit and really gets the audience going. And uh, mm-hmm. then we go into uh, Running Bear. Now, uh, J.P. Richardson wrote Running Bear for Johnny Preston. And, and that uh, became you, a major you guys, as well. Yeah, oh, yeah. And uh, here's the thing maybe you don't know. Uh, Bopper and George Jones both sing background that. Uba chaka, uba chaka, uba in the background for Johnny Preston's Running Bear. So that's their voices in that. the back. Yeah. Now, do you? Yeah. Well, well you guys have... was. It looked like he was. He was wanting to produce. You know, uh, rock and roll acts were. You know, had about a year, year and a half lifespan. Now he was a DJ, but he he really wanted to produce, and I think he would have produced. Uh, a lot of a lot of great acts like that, like George Jones or Johnny Preston, and you know he had others. Uh, 
Uh, he had anyone to write and produce, and I think that's what he would have done had he lived. Now, do you guys have a particular order um, that you that you do your shows in? Like, you know, some nights it's yeah. John first, and some nights it's you first, and some or is, is it? No, it's always me. <laughs> Oh, it's always you. It's always me. Okay. They send me out there first, uh, almost bare okay. naked, and uh, <laughs> and I got to take the temperature of the audience, man. And uh, but then Ray comes on, and you know I get them going a little bit. Then Ray gets them going a lot as uh, uh, Richie Valens, and then John comes in, and he comes in with a hard driving tune, and then goes into some of uh, Buddy's uh, more melodious uh, tunes, you know. But it's kind of like. Uh, he does that, and, and, you know, Buddy has a heck of a catalog. So John's on st- stage quite a long time. Ray and I, we maybe do 10 minutes in the beginning each, you know, our set. Mm-hmm. And, but John's out there for a good 15, 18 minutes. Uh, sometimes wow. we have an intermission depending on, you know, the uh, depending on the, uh, the venue. Like if it's a performing mm-hmm. arts center, we take an intermission. Then we come back. And the band might actually do a number uh, before John comes mm-hmm. out again. Uh, and then I get my second set where, uh, of course, you know, I got ended up with Chantilly Lace. I've been making folks wait uh, all this time. But I do a few more bopper tunes, which uh, ones I enjoy. And uh, like Pink Petticoats, which is just a silly, silly song that I like the tune. And uh, that's what I'm talking about, which is, uh, just <laughs> kind of well, I move around the stage like a dancing bear. Anyway, that's uh, <laughs> that's what I do for that one. And then into Chantilly Lace, and then it's time for Richie Valens again. And of course, in his second set, he's got to end it up with La Bamba, and that one is what gets everybody to their feet. People who haven't walked or danced in years get to their feet. Let me tell you, and he just you know just floors them. And John comes out and hits it hard. And uh, does so probably six songs or so. And then we all come back mm-hmm. out at the end and do our finale, take our bows, do our finale, and maybe even a, uh, you know, uh, uh, oh gosh, what, um, an encore, yeah. If, mm-hmm. uh, if the audience is loud enough and, you know, look like they're going to tear the seats out of the floor or something, you know, we'll, we'll do that for them too. Yeah, that's what I was telling John too. Like you mentioned that the catalog Buddy Holly had. I, I had heard the name. Uh, I actually I've heard all three of these names, of course, but I didn't know he was mm-hmm. only 22 years old. And I and he oh, got yeah. it. I had no idea. Uh, Richie Valens was 17. Uh, Big yeah. Buffer was you know 28. I mean I mean you knew these guys were dead and you knew how they died, but you, I guess you just kind of think maybe they were a little older because they were so established. But it shocked me when I looked, right. at, looked at the ages uh, on those earlier. Yeah. Well, it's, it's you funny, know, you know, yeah. buddy, like, like I told you about rock and roll back in the day, having a limited lifespan, you know, cause you know, just the acts would come and go. Uh, mm. but, uh, buddy was in the business for two and a half years and had seen a lot of success. And he was also looking at maybe becoming a producer cause yeah, nobody believed you could go on for 10 years and, you know, be a, be a Frank Sinatra or something, you know, like in, in regular pop music, you know, rock and roll mm-hmm. was, was too new. Nobody knew, you know, that, that Elvis would have a comeback when Elvis had a comeback, you know, and oh, yeah, they, they thought he was done for when he went out to the, you know, join the army and all that stuff. So, uh, but yeah, that, uh, and Richie Valens uh, was, 
Who knows? He had three hits, and I think two of them he wrote himself of his big hits. And, you know, he had an incredible future. And, wow, and yeah. That's short, unfortunately. Especially and, and, you know, with the Latino well. uh, aspect of everything, too. So he he definitely, I, I, I don't know, it is, it, it, all three of you, I think what the cool thing about it is all three of you have a different style, but you all sort of blend it together with the same era. So the fact that you're in the in the um the show together, you, you kind of bring three different elements, but it's all kind of the same under the same umbrella. And I, I think it's it's kind of cool. It's it's not shock value. Guys aren't going ah well, I liked one but not the other. And I, I mean, all of you are, are, you know, are all, all all of you are, are bring the same thing, but yet you bring your own styles, which is cool. I, I like. I think it's a good good to have all three of you on there. Well, and I think maybe that's a tribute to whoever put together the original Winter Dance Party tour back in in '59, you know. And and don't forget, I think Dion was also on the uh, on the bill yep. with these guys too. Belmont. He was just yep. starting out, Dion Danucci. Yep, Dion the Belmont. Uh, Rumors yep. yep. I guess here we got about uh, we got about uh, uh, six minutes here, and then uh, basically uh, the interesting thing, Linwood, is uh, we're kind of doing the same format. Uh, Except this time, uh, Buddy went on first, you're on second, and Richie's on third, and then we're going to bring you guys all back at the end. Uh, ah, but, uh, okay. You know, you know uh, I was, uh, I don't know if you ever want to do this or not, but whenever you go on stage, you ever want to think about, uh, before Buddy and Richie come out here, I want you guys to make them feel welcome because they've never closed one of my shows before. <laughs> I'd probably get away with doing that once. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just kind of. Just kind of <laughs> it would be one of the. What's that? When I was a stand-up, when I was a stand-up comedian, I uh, I used to do that all the time. Uh, when the two other guys come out, Bill Walker, and uh, you know that's probably why my comedy album that I put out years ago went aluminum. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so being being on the being on the tour uh, with with uh, these guys, uh, and uh, Richard yeah. Donald's is going to be on here in about five minutes. Uh, so, you know, doing doing the tour, you know, you guys uh, obviously um, uh, don't tour together all year long. Um, you guys, uh, you guys like tour what? Uh, uh, or do you guys try and get shows all year uh, all year long? We do try to get shows all year long, but you know, mostly the Midwest wants to see us when it's the coldest. They want the real winter dance party, and they want us cold. So, so you know, come uh, we we start uh, ramping up in the fall, and we start getting a lot of gigs uh, in November, December, then January, February, March. Uh, we hit it real hard. Then we'll, you know, we'll have a, a few here and there, April, May. Uh, and then it really winds down. The summertime, we hardly get anything. Occasionally we pick up a gig in the summer, but, uh, you know, uh, usually it's it's that fall and winter, you know. Hmm. So uh, with that, with, with you, it keeps you warm when you're on tour then, I would guess, right? Uh, what's that? Say that again. I lost you right there. Well, your uh, your leopard print coat must keep you warm during those cold winter months, huh? 
Well, believe me, I have invested in some in some warm gear. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh, you know, and uh, real quick, like I say, uh, in uh, Big Spring, be looking for a 702 area code. Let me know when. Yeah, I'm looking. I, I have the. I have to step aside for a minute though. The computer is freaking out on me, so that it'll stay on the air. But I'm not going to be able to put him through right now unless I, I do something. So let me let, let me figure this out, and then I'll uh, I'll be I'll be back in one second. Okay. Step away. You so, want to talk uh, to Ray? That's for sure. Well, you know. Uh, you know, uh, like I say, I, I loved uh, I loved Buddy Holly. Like I was telling John, uh, the first record I ever heard my dad played for me was the Brunswick label was Old Boy, and on the flip side was Not Fade Away. And uh, mm. I played that on my dad my dad's little record player that he got in Germany. Uh, so uh, it's like I was telling John. I'll tell you this the same thing. My dad said, "This is the stuff that you're going to be listening to. You're not going to be listening to that crap that your sisters listen to. This is the music you're going to listen to." <laughs> Wait a minute. What and were your I sisters said, listening to? I'm curious. Uh, what were What see, were your sisters uh, listening to? Let's see. Uh, Def Leppard, uh, Metallica. Oh, that that kind of stuff. Uh, well, now you know, let me let me tell you, if, if you, when you talk to Ray, Ray does like some of the uh, the hard rock, the acid rock. He's a big Kiss fan. He's uh, yeah, he he plays those licks for fun, you know. But he likes all rock and roll. He likes the early stuff. He likes the '60s a lot, and uh, and he does like you know the '80s hair bands. So yeah, yeah. So if you want to diverge and talk to him about something besides Richie Valens, talk to him about that. All right. Uh, Linwood Sasters, I guess, here. we got a, we got a couple more minutes here before uh, Ray uh, comes on here. Uh, so uh, I'll do the same thing that we did for uh, uh, John. If our, our fans want okay. to check you out and see what you're doing, you got an Instagram, a Facebook, a YouTube, uh, a Twitter, a Twitch, a GoFundMe. What do you got? That they can come check I got out. a Facebook. That's about it. I'm I'm not on Instagram or, and I don't have my own page anymore. So, uh, yeah, just look for me on Facebook. You'll see a lot of family stuff too. But uh, yeah, uh, the only time it's like when we're out on tour, then then the pictures pop up on my Facebook page from fans and uh, and of course you know the winter dance party always we always print fan pictures. And things they they always post them, so yeah, that's where that's where you're gonna find me. Now, uh, did you like that collector's card that the icon made for you and sent to you on Messenger? Did you like that? Well, I sure did, man. That that looked like that was uh, like it was a tops card or something, you know, for uh, well, for all yeah. of us. Uh, don't make his yeah, head know, any bigger but... than it already is. <laughs> right. Uh, is it, is there, is our next guest on there, Big Swing, yet? I don't see anything yet. Okay. I'll, uh, oh, I bet Ray fell asleep, boy. You know, he he gets tired. <laughs> he well, he he he's a young buck, you know. Uh, he he well, he eats a big bowl of rice or something, and he just passes out sometimes. Right. Yeah, he also he also likes cooking. He likes cooking uh, Asian Asian dishes. That's what he he excels at. Well, yeah, uh, we heard that sometimes he does cook for you guys on tour. <laughs> well, we we will share a a jar of pickles or uh, hot peppers generally. 
And uh, he's always trying to get us to go to Thai restaurants and Vietnamese places to have, you know, hot pot. Uh, so, you know, sometimes we go, but you got to watch yourself on the road. Sometimes you can, if you, and if yes, you assume it's too exotic, you pay for it. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Lynn, what, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put you on hold, uh, and um, John's going okay. on hold. So uh, uh, we're going to bring you guys back at the end, but uh, we're right. going to bring uh, our, our next guest on. So, uh, Big Swing, if you want to hit the next song, then I'll introduce our next guest. Yeah, I just had to reset everything on here. Let me let me uh, go back to where it's at. Ah, here we go. Okay, right. boom. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen. Stepping on to the stage right now, we have the young fuck of the group. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the man, we have Richie Valens himself. He is Ray Anthony. Hey, this is Joey Bonatula. Oh, no, this is uh, Ray Anthony. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, Granny Holster. Hey Ray, how are you? Uh, it's 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 good to it's good to talk to you. Uh, we got the uh, we got the other guys uh, on hold. They'll, they'll be coming back uh, after we uh, interview you. We got you for about uh, twenty nine minutes here, uh, and this is actually it will be actually the first time you actually closed the show with these guys. So uh, congratulations! Thanks a lot. Uh, I've been working working on that for the last few years now, and we finally made it, fellas. We made it. We made it. Uh, so uh, Ray Anthony is our guest here. We have uh, 28 minutes here with Ray. Uh, so now tell us uh, your background, how you uh, got hooked up with uh, impersonating uh, Richie Valens, and how you got hooked up with the tour. Uh, well, it started a long, long time ago. <laughs> Um, uh, the the movie La Bamba came out, and I was out there playing rock and roll music, and people kept referring me to the actor from the movie La Bamba. Uh, Lou Diamond and Phillips, right? Yeah, Lou Diamond Phillips, and uh, that's basically how it got started, and how I got uh, penned the, the name Richie Richie Valens, you know. And uh, tell you the truth, I was out, uh, you know, working the bars and you know paying my dues and all that stuff, and people would come in and start, you know, calling out, saying, play La Bamba, play La Bamba, you're Richie Valens, you're Richie Valens. And I had no clue what they were talking about because I never went out and, and seen the movie because I was out working, you know. I didn't have time to go hang out in the movie theaters and all that. So uh, I finally went and saw the movie, and I went, oh, okay, well, maybe I should learn La Bamba now. And that's kind of how it got started. And, now, uh, uh Sorry, I didn't interrupt you there, but when you do La Bamba, now, uh, did, uh, you know, it's obviously a tune in Spanish, obviously. Uh, did you have to learn how to speak Spanish, or did you just uh, learn the words? Uh, well, I I was actually taught uh, the right way of singing that. Uh, I used to work with this uh, uh, Mexican guy, and uh, his name is Carlos. And uh, when I decided to start doing this Richie Valens thing, I... I brought the song to him and um, I asked him to write down the proper words for me. And he uh, he he did, and he, and he taught me how to pronounce the the, the, the 
the words and everything, and that's kind of how I, I learned how to do it. Of course, you know, Richie Valls never spoke Spanish himself. You know that, right? Right, of course, yeah. Yeah, so he had to learn the words also. So, um, And I think I, I we get people saying stuff to me all the time about, you know, it's that's not the right lyrics or it's not the right word. Well, that's how he did it. So, you know, I'm just going from what he did. Uh, Ray Anthony is our guest here. We've got 26 minutes here with Ray. Uh, I'm going to ask you a few more questions. I'll kind of do a little roundtable here. So uh, I uh, actually uh, saw you when you guys were here in uh, Fargo, North Dakota, and um, I remember after you came out the second time to do Wabamba, uh, I remember you would ask where all the dancing gals are at, and then uh, uh, there was this gal. She actually went up like a couple steps in the Fargo Theater, and she started dancing as you were playing uh, Richie Valance's Everybody else in the audience started dancing. So you actually got us rocking that night. That was pretty cool. Well, thanks, man. That's you know, it's, it's one of those songs when you hear it. I mean, how can you sit down and listen to something like that? You know, exactly. it's, it's hard to sit and with all the songs we do in the show. It, it's you know, we get complaints sometimes. You know, we play some venues and people they, they tell you don't dance. You know, and, and then the audience start complaining. We need to dance. We need to dance. A lot of them are shy, um, and they want to get up and dance. Is because uh, uh, there's a lot of shows that are out there today that the performers don't care if people get into it or not. They they don't you know they don't care if the audience just sits there. They're getting paid their money. Well, you know, they're done and they're going home. But we care. We 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 want to pe- we want people to leave there smiling, dancing, singing one of our songs that we did that night, just having a wonderful time. And uh, you know, if uh, anybody wants to see uh, dancing to a rock and roll song, they just need to uh, watch Buddy Holly, the Buddy Holly story uh, when uh, he's in the Apollo Theater uh, doing Rave On. Uh, which is actually one of my all-time favorite scenes in the movie, next to uh, uh, Richie Valens doing uh, La Bamba in the movie La Bamba. Uh, so uh, we have Ray Anthony as our guest here. We have 24 minutes here, then we're going to bring the other guys back on, uh, your cohorts, as they would say. Uh, but I'm going to introduce you to Granny real quick. Uh, and uh, I know that she's a rock and roll fan. So, Granny, what do you have for our guest, Ray Anthony? We have 23 minutes. Go ahead. Well, hey, I guess Bernie. I'm gonna kind of. Hey, I'm I'm gonna ask the question that I that I asked uh, Bob, Big Bopper because I, I kind of was on, late coming on the show tonight, so I really didn't get to talk to John very much because I was in the middle of a conference call. But what made you decide you wanted to do the part that you do in the Winter Dance Party? Uh, I didn't decide. Was... You didn't decide. <laughs> No, I didn't decide. It was just Liz made you do it. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's just, it's just the way it is. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. That's Fair it. enough. Yeah, I mean, I started out playing rock and roll music, like I said, and uh, you know, this whole La Bamba thing started, and I got labeled Richie Valens, and uh, it's, it's been, a, it's been a great ride, man. You know, oh, I couldn't, wouldn't want to be doing anything else. I love doing this. I love playing rock and roll music. I get a kick out of it. It's not work for for me anyways. It's not work. I mean how it's often fun. how often it's fun. I mean how often you get to go on, on stage and shake your butt around and 
fly on airplanes and stay in. I mean, John gets us the best hotels. He he takes really good care of us. You know, uh, I mean, we we have a great camaraderie between the three of us. We're like brothers. You know, That's awesome. and and we miss. We haven't worked what five months now or something like that. It, it's it sucks. But uh, we miss each other. We like hanging out with each other. We, we make jokes with each other and stuff. And we we never really take anything too serious and all that, you know. So well, I tell uh, you, but, yeah, I, I I live in Arkansas. So if you ever get anywhere close to where I'm at in Arkansas, I'm definitely going to have to come check it out. <laughs> <laughs> I I think we had some. Well, Granny, I got their there. website up right now. Um, they're actually. It says on the 14th and the 15th of January, uh, 2021, it says Hot Springs, Arkansas, they're going to be in. Uh, Hot Springs is about three and a half hours from me, so. That's the only Arkansas I'm seeing on here. Well, uh, Um, I thought you guys, uh, Ray, do you think uh, if uh, Granny can come out to get you, maybe you can get her like a a pass or a ticket or something so she can bring her – her husband and her uh, son to see you and you alone. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'll talk to the fellas about that. Yeah, I think we can arrange something. Hmm. Awesome. Um. Uh, well, yeah. Granny, and granny, I'll keep you posted too as to what other stuff might be near you. I have to do a little bit of research as to uh, what's close to where you're at, but. Yeah, they've they've got a pretty pretty uh, solid looking tour here. So yeah. Uh, I think we're supposed. To, I think we're supposed sorry. to be going to uh, Missouri sometime, um, St. Joseph or something. I don't know if that's still on the calendar or not. I, now, thank, I don't know. Okay, now St. St. Joe, St. Joe, Missouri. See, I'm originally from Kansas. I'm not uh-huh. an. I'm not originally from Arkansas. I moved to Arkansas in 1988 with my mom and my dad and. After uh-huh. I got my divorce and my son wasn't quite two years old, so I'm originally a Kansas girl, so I'm very familiar with the St. Joseph area. Okay, Missouri. yeah, we uh, we had we listen, we had so many dates and everything is just canceled. It's moved till next year and all that. So I don't I don't even look at the calendar anymore. It's just you know, it's just uh, hmm. it's disheartening with with. Uh, but yeah, hot, hot springs. On, hot springs know? is about three and a half hours for me because I was in Little Rock over the weekend. Um, I went last Wednesday on the 19th. Um, it was our state moose lodge convention for the Arkansas Moose Association, and uh-huh. I was um, the title that I had is called Deputy Grand Regent. I presided over the women's <laughs> meeting, so I actually got installed in that in Little Rock last August. Uh, and then I had my our February convention, and then we had our one just this past weekend, um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then I got home from Little Rock yesterday afternoon, and I've been still taking care of moose stuff. <laughs> That's why I was late coming on the Grant, show. you're in Jonesboro? No, I'm in Springdale. Springdale, that's what it is. Okay, let me look this up. Hang on, continue. Yeah, but anyway, so I so I'm still you know even though my year officially ended yesterday and I'm a past deputy grand regent, I'm still doing moose stuff. You know, so you know it's a never-ending thing, but that's okay. I enjoy doing what I do. So 
Uh, well, that's my question. Here. So go ahead, go ahead, big swing. So uh, Ray Anthony's our guest here. We got about uh, eight minutes here before we bring on the boys. Uh, go ahead, big swing. What do you got for our guest, Ray Anthony? Well, obviously, I, I know that song, um, as does I think anybody who's ever listened to music before in their life uh, knows that song. However, a lot of people probably don't know who it is. Um, do you do you get a lot of people who don't know that it's Richie Valens and and think that you think that it's on the Los Lobos version is the only one is, like is the real one? Um, you know, not really. Uh, some of the younger oh, okay. uh, the younger people, some of the younger people that you know that I would talk to, I, me- I would mention La Bamba and they'd say, oh yeah, Los Lobos and. Uh, but but I'd say eighty eighty percent of the people know it's Richie Valens. Oh, they do know. Okay, well that's good. Um, yeah. I was just saying because like I knew the song, and, but but I, I happen to know it was Richie Valens. But some people, you know, don't don't always. So that's that's why I was I was wondering if people go, oh hey, he did that great Los Lobos cover? And I was like, wait a minute, he's doing Richie Valens covers by people, you know. So yeah. it's like people don't well, people don't put two and two together very often. So I I, I blame that on the. Uh, uh, on the radio stations that are not playing this music anymore, so you know. Oh no, not it. at all, not at all. Um, the there are certain stations that do, and you can go on Spotify or Pandora and find certain stations that will play this stuff. But on, on regular terrestrial radio, uh, you don't hear it anywhere, and uh, you can find it on satellite, right. on Sirius, on certain stations, whatnot. But uh, but yeah, no, it, it is unfortunate that a lot of it is uh, going to the wayside, and the fact that you guys are, are keeping it. Uh, keeping it alive the way you are is is awesome. Uh, similar thing to what I wrote to jo- uh, to John. I, I forgot to uh, to ask Bopper, but um, uh, do you do any uh, originals? Do you write any original, perform any original stuff too, or is it all Richie Valens? Uh, are you talking about in the Winter Dance Party show, or just at all? Like, do you do you like are you in character all the time when you're performing, or do you do some original stuff? No. No, no. When when we do the when, the when a dance party thing, I I basically stick to just Richie Valens songs. But when I'm out doing my own show, I I just do a whole a variety of stuff, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do okay. a mixture of uh, uh, and once in a while I'll throw in an original song if I if I remember. Mm. <laughs> I tell you, the hardest thing to do is is to to perform your own song on stage because I we always forget. You know, I, I always forget the lyrics because you don't if you don't sing it all the time, it's it's a memory thing, you know. Mm. So, but uh, yeah, we you know the winter dance party stuff. It's just it's just straight uh, Richie, Buddy, and Bopper. And uh, when I get out nice. and do my own thing too, then I I mix it up a little bit. And, and the uh, I guess the same thing that I asked the other two. Um, and that is when you're out there and you're and you're performing and and, and the people are feeling the show and it's great. And what what is the most rewarding thing to you, uh, bringing this music back and and being these three artists and, and doing these shows? So you're like, what is what is the most rewarding thing to you, uh, being part of this? That just when the audience leaves, when they walk out that door, uh, where where we usually try to. Uh, Beat them out out the front door, and we have a we sell merchandise, CDs, and pictures, and all that stuff. And when they come out, they're smiling and they're still dancing to the music. And you know, it, that's 
it's just it's it's an hour and a half to two hours to take people away from their troubles. Uh, oh yes, you know everybody has problems going on, but when they come into that theater, um, um, you know they walk into music right away. There's a screen. Uh, with some uh, memorabilia going on, there's music happening, so it kind of takes them right into that into the 1950s, you know. They, and mm. keep them there for about two hours, so they can forget about all their troubles and tr- they can just be a kid again, you know. And we always tell them, look, get up and dance if you want to sing, sing, have fun. Do you get people have fun? Enjoy it. Do you get people who dress the part, who come dressed in, in you know, 50s attire for that kind of stuff? Or? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we, also, we get a lot, of, a lot of young people, too. It's great. The kids, very wow. small kids. Oh, it's, the little kids come in, and they got the little Buddy Holly glasses on. And, you know, and some, sometimes a little kid would show up with a leopard jacket or something and, you know, hmm. a few kids would walk in with their the the blue shirt and the Richie Valens vest going on and stuff, and you know, it's nice. It's it's, no, awesome. it's a nostalgic show. It's great, you know. And uh, the the gals wearing poodle dresses and stuff. Hmm. Yes, they do. They got the poodle dresses and the the shoes and the hairdo and the all that good stuff and the glasses and and everything. They get into it also, you know. It's fun. Uh, Ray Anthony is our guest here. We've got about uh, 12 minutes here with Ray, then we'll bring the other boys on. Uh, now, uh, have you uh, had the chance to meet anybody from Richie's family uh, since you've been doing this? Oh, yeah. We, uh, we're very, very close with uh, Richie's family. Uh, uh, Richie's sisters, Connie and Irma. Uh, Mario and, and uh, Bob, we were all very close um, close to them. Of course, Bob passed away not too long ago. Um, and uh, I never got to meet his mom. I don't know if John did or not, but I never got to meet his mom. Um, just shortly after that is when uh, I got introduced to uh, his sisters. And we're, we're fairly close. Donna, too. So, Donna uh, Fox. So, uh, you know, playing Richie Bounds and uh, uh, I'm I'm not ashamed to admit this. Uh, my favorite rock and roll song of all the time is La Bamba, of course. And uh, uh, a close second would have to be Ray Vaughn, then Oh Boy, and then Chantilly Lace, uh, if we if we went in that order. Right. But uh, right. when I first saw you perform uh, in uh, 1999, I believe it was, it was, or it was 98 or 99, whenever you got to party theater. And I remember mm-hmm. uh, you did you did your first set. Uh, you did the Come On, Let's Go, and then you did Donna, and then uh, you stepped off stage for a little bit. And then you came back out and said, does anybody have any requests out there? And the whole audience in, in, in unison, we all yelled La Bamba. Then you started it. And then that's when everybody mm-hmm. got up and started dancing. And uh, I've loved you ever since then. <laughs> oh, well, I appreciate that, man. That's great. And, you know, we still have that magic. We still have that magic that goes on today. We've been doing this show now for, I think we were trying to calculate the other day, 20 years or 20-something years. I don't know. I don't even want to count. And uh, But, I mean, we still play some of the same venues. 
And everywhere we go, we get the exact same reaction to every song we play. So we're, we're keeping this music alive as long as we can. You know, like I said, we're losing it. So we're doing our best, man. Unfortunately, this year is a write-off, so we couldn't do anything. So uh, hopefully next year we'll start up again and fire back up. You know, and, I get, uh, uh, go ahead. And I'm hoping, uh, Ray, that uh, you guys will uh, be able to get back here to Fargo, North Dakota, because I know you've been here a couple times. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, uh, Linwood ha- has never been here. Because uh, uh, when uh, you guys were here in the past, you had uh, Big Bobber Jr. here with you, uh, with you. And unfortunately, we lost him. Uh, so when you're out, when you guys are out on tour, uh, uh, I guess I never asked the the other guys this, so I'll ask you this because I haven't asked them that. Uh, now, when you guys are on tour now, do you guys uh, like ride in the, like the same bus together, or do you guys like fly into the different venues from where you're at, or? Uh, how do, how do you guys connect for the different venues? Uh, well, generally on a tour, when we get up there, we do, you know, five or six dates or more sometimes or less sometimes. We we fly into a major hub, and uh, we have a couple of vehicles. We get, the, the band has their own vehicle, and uh, John and Linwood and I, have, we have our own vehicle. So we're on our own time, and the band's on their own time type thing so and uh and that's how we travel it's a comfortable we have lots of room and put our luggage and all that and you know and uh that's 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 it that's what we do for traveling man and we've been very lucky we've been uh you know we uh all these years we've been traveling we haven't hit any major snowstorms uh not yet anyways well then that's how you can tell you haven't been to fargo Oh no, we've been to Fargo. Yeah, we've uh, we've we've no, had I mean a this year with the snowstorms, but not crazy. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Oh, okay. Well, I'm su- I'm surprised yeah. if they don't still. I'm surprised they don't still have snow. Oh jeez. Yeah, I believe. Well, it. you know, well, you know the th- the thing about uh, you know I being in Fargo here, Ray. Uh, you know the thing is, uh, like I was telling John, you know. Uh, the the original artists, you know, they died coming here in a plane crash, unfortunately, and uh, uh, you know, one that's unfortunately Fargo is known for that. Uh, but lately, uh, we've been known for having a national championship football team, the NDSU Bison. I just had to throw that in there, but uh, you know, <laughs> what one thing is when you guys are on tour, just think of how different that uh, uh, you know you were. Uh, John talked just a little bit about uh, your guys' first tour when you guys decided to actually go to every single venue that they uh, that they went on, and uh, it was a right. grind, was it not, Ray? Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I don't know if John told you, I was not on. I was, the, I was not on that very very first tour. I, I joined up shortly after that, and uh, and yes, we did go to Fargo. We did come back to Fargo, and it, it is it's tiring. It's tiring. Imagine what those guys went through. They were on the bus with no heat. You know, bus was kept stalling on them. They, they weren't getting any rest or anything. Uh, it's tough. Everybody thinks. Uh, everybody thinks we get on these tours and we go from place to place. And after we get done, we go out partying and having a good time and whooping it up. And then, uh, no, 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 no. It's not like it's like actually it's, it becomes a regular job. Sometimes you got to get up at. You know, at four or five in the morning, so you could drive two or three hours or four hours or five hours somewhere 
to get to another venue, and then when you get there, we don't even have time to check into the hotel sometimes. We just got to get there, do sound check, go to the hotel, check in, and if we have enough time, maybe get something to eat and then get ready and then go do a show. After the show, we get packed up after everything's done, merchandise and all that. We get back to our hotel. By the, by the time we get back, most everything's closed. So which means we get no food. Then we got to go to bed and get up early again and drive another four hours, three hours, or whatever. And you do that well, for a know, week straight, it catches up to you. Well, you know, uh, Ray, a little secret that we heard about you uh, is that you're uh, you're quite a you're quite a, uh, a cook. We understand. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I, I wouldn't say that. I, I, you know, I just started. Uh, you know, listen, when you're single, you know, after a while, you get to a point where you go, you know what? I think I need to start cooking. You t- get tired of going out and eating all the time. And I, yes, I do love. I love cooking. My uh, my middle son is a chef, and uh, I'm thinking, well, man, if he can do it, I can do it too. So. I started uh, cooking up my own meals now, and it's fantastic. I'm I'm growing some peppers out in the back now. I got some um, ghost peppers growing and some jalapeno peppers growing. It's great to have your own stuff, you know. And uh, um, I'll uh, like I did with the other guys too. I'll I'll do this to you if uh, if our fans wanted to check you on volume, see what you're doing. You got a uh, Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch. What do you got? Uh, uh, YouTube, they can just type in Ray Anthony or Stingray Anthony. Um, Facebook, just type in Stingray Anthony. They can find me. Just Google Stingray Anthony or Ray Anthony. They'll find me. I'm all over the place. You, you know, my favorite Ray Anthony song next to La Bama is, uh, we will all, America, we will always love you. That's my <laughs> favorite Ray Anthony song. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I, I actually, um, I, uh, I wrote that. It was the July 4th. That's what it was. It was July 4th. I woke up that, that morning. I, I sat outside and I was having my coffee and I was looking up to the clouds and I was thinking, what, what the heck is happening to our country? What are we doing? What's going on with our country? You know, and I, I think I wrote that song about 10 minutes. And I thought, well, it'll be a project to do. Let me, let me go up and start recording it and see what comes of it, you know. You know, oh, it's wow. such, you know, it's such a it's such a beautiful song that uh, um, uh, I, uh, I know you, I'm going to have him listen to this interview, but uh, it's probably uh, one of the uh, one of the songs I'll have play uh, uh, when my favorite hero um, is is no longer with us. I will uh, play that uh, to utilize him because uh, <laughs> you know my father is my hero. And uh, he served his country, and uh, he's a he's a veteran, and uh, he was in uh, the air guard in the uh, army, and uh, mm-hmm. he is my hero, and uh, I'm gonna play that song for him, and I know that uh, he'll love it as well. Uh, as a matter of fact, oh, I'm gonna have him listen to this interview, and then after uh, wherever uh, on the road we're at, then I'm gonna play uh, your song for him as well. Uh, but anyway. Uh, Back to back to uh, Ray Anthony. We got about uh, two minutes here. Uh, then we're going to bring the other guys on. As a matter of fact, why don't we do this right now? Uh, at Big Swing, if you can bring the other guys back on, they've been on hold. Uh, some have been on hold longer than the others, but we're going to go ahead and bring them back on. And then we'll uh, we'll 
have you guys uh, close this show like you guys do uh, your show. All right. I'll throw hey, you back on. Where's Granny? Is Granny still oh, she's here? Yeah, yeah I'm Would here. she fall asleep? Oh. No, I'm here. <laughs> no, she's here. Oh. I, haven't, I haven't heard anything. Granny, from what part of Kansas are you from? Origin- I was born and raised in Leavenworth, Kansas. Oh, okay. Leavenworth. I was born and raised in Wichita, Kansas. I know where Wichita is. Yeah, that was a great place to grow up. Home of the Wichita Wingnuts. Yeah. Yeah, John's a nut. Yeah, he's a kind of nut. Yeah, he's a wing nut. Hi, Lenny. There's two things I know yeah, about. Yeah, hey, man. There's two things I know about Wichita. Two things I know about Wichita. The wing nuts, because they come up and play the Parkinson and Red Hawks every season. And uh, uh-huh. the one scene in uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. What do you think the temperature is? One. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have all three of you guys on. Uh, Granny, I, I actually lost a lot of money in Wichita. Um, not in Wichita, but on Wichita. Um, yeah, uh, March Madness tournament betting when the Wichita State just came out of nowhere and decided to be a D1 basketball mm-hmm. team again. And, yeah. yeah, they got a great basketball program there. Well, they do now. They, they so, didn't growing up, and then all of a sudden I'm in college. I'm like, yeah, I'll put a couple bets. Wichita State, who the hell's ever heard of them? And uh, that wasn't uh, <laughs> wasn't pleasant for a couple of years, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> so uh, we got oh. uh, we got the uh, we got all three boys from the Winter Dance City. Uh, we have uh, Ray Anthony, John Mueller, and uh, Linwood Sherwood uh, with us. And uh, now, <laughs> uh, now I, I know I asked you guys all this. Uh, I don't think I, I don't think I asked uh, Ray this. Uh, I'm going to ask this Ian question real quick. Then we'll have you guys close the show like you guys do your regular show. But, uh, Ray, the icon made a cool collector's card. For, what did you think of that? The, I'm sorry? The the collector's card that the icon made for you, what did you think of that? Oh, it's fantastic. Oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to start selling those, actually. I'm going to order a bunch of them and start <laughs> selling them. Now, there's <laughs> an idea. Now, here's the deal, though. Now, you guys can all use those cards any way you want, just as long as, uh, you know, I, I sent each one of you guys an address. Hopefully, you guys will be able to send us some autographs for our big December uh, giveaway show that we got coming up. Sure. We'll okay. get you some stuff. Sure. Awesome. All right. So, now, hey, you got to pay stage. Do we got to pay your royalties on those cards? <laughs> you do not. <laughs> uh, tell people. All you gotta do is tell people that you're good friends with the icon. That's all I care about. <laughs> okay, all right. That's 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 a good thing. I, I know that'll be difficult. But, okay, so now you guys, all three of you guys, are on stage right now, and uh, the show is uh, about to conclude. You guys are all. How do you guys end the show? Go ahead, end the show like you do, end our show like you guys do yours. Well, we say. Thank you so much for coming out tonight. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please tell all your friends. If you didn't, tell them anyway. It's a great trick to play on them. And uh, <laughs> then we say uh, we'll be outside. <laughs> we tell them our merch table set up. <laughs> yeah, we'll tell them we'll be outside after the show. We have all our latest 45s, 38s, and 78s out there for us to sign. And then uh, we play Johnny Be Good, and we rock on out. Now, do you guys have uh, do you guys have a CD for the tour that you guys have? 
Oh yeah, we've got a CD of a live CD of the show, and we have a, a live DVD as well. Both were uh, recorded in the uh, original ballroom at Riverside Ballroom in uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin, that the original tour went on. Uh, well, here, here's my question. I, uh, when is the next time all three of you guys are going to be together? Well, supposedly uh, coming up here October 1st or September 30th through October 4th at the uh, Don Laughlin's Riverside Casino in Laughlin, Nevada. Beautiful Laughlin, Nevada. Beautiful Laughlin, yeah. Nevada. We're supposed to be there for a week, and it's a really, uh, it's a really gorgeous hotel there. It's just state-of-the-art. <laughs> <laughs> what are we staying in the Aquarius this year? My favorite waitress is there too. Her name is Thumbs. Thumbelina. <laughs> oh, no, she re- she retired. <laughs> oh, she retired. Darn it. She retired. I, kinda, yeah, you, I got you, to where I like having her thumbs in my eggs. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fresh eggs. <laughs> yeah. So oh, we got uh, some food stories, uh, boy. When you guys are when you guys are at you guys are obviously in a hotel obviously now do you guys uh, do you guys all get like uh, suites with free room service uh, uh, you know and the mints on the pillows or what kind of hotels do you guys usually stay in? We stay well, in the finest hotels with caviar and champagne. No, yeah, we, uh, the rich and famous. <laughs> <laughs> No, we, uh, yeah, generally, um, we're taking care of really well, generally. I mean, normally, um, you know, some of the casinos we play at, the hotel rooms are just state-of-the-art. They're really nice, like five-star hotels. And then um, some uh, some casinos have, you know, some of the more remote ones and smaller areas are a little uh, little uh, out of date, shall we smaller say. Smaller food. <laughs> a little funkier, and the food is pretty awful. That's the hardest thing is, like, you go to these little towns somewhere, um, the food is uh, tends to be, uh, at, a, at a casino anyway, the buffet tends to, tend to be like all pricey and nothing, uh, nothing decent to eat. A lot so, of gravy. A lot of a lot brown of gravy, gravy on everything. Yeah, we <laughs> avoid them. Uh, we have the uh, winter dance party, too. we got about uh, six minutes here before we got to wrap this up. But uh, now uh, – you guys, uh, obviously, like you said, this whole COVID thing has kind of really messed things up. But uh, when, uh, you know, you mentioned you guys are going to be together in September, October. Uh, has there been plans uh, to fire this thing back up uh, uh, in 2021? Oh, yeah. We've already got a bunch of shows booked in 2021. And uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully this thing uh, – you know, kind of wears itself out. Eventually, this virus will have no place else to go. You know, I mean, it's, it's at some point that's what happened in uh, 1918 with the pandemic. Then, and basically, it essentially it just kind of wore itself out. It didn't have anybody else to really infect anymore, and it just kind of died out. But um, so we're uh, hoping that's the case with this by January at least, or if not sooner. And then hopefully by then there's a vaccine as well. So. But I think uh, I think most of these venues in 2021 are going to start kicking back up. You know, maybe 50% capacity or something like that. But who knows? And uh, well, I'll tell you what, guys. Like like I like I said, uh, to all three of you guys. Uh, uh, I happen to be in Fargo, North Dakota, and I, I'm proud of my hometown. I'll, I'm proud to call Fargo my home, and uh, I'm not proud of the fact that uh, the original artists were on their way here when they were killed, but um, you know, 
uh, everybody has to have uh, some claim to fame, uh, you know, and uh, ours just happens to be that and uh, uh, national championship football college team. But uh, here's what I'm going to ask you guys. Uh, you know, uh, when you guys do, uh, I'll be uh, keeping track on your dates. When you guys do come to Fargo, I would like to, uh, I don't know how long you guys uh, are here uh, before the show starts and afterwards, but uh, maybe uh, when you guys are here, we get to hang out for a little bit or something. I could come check out you, uh, hang out with you guys and uh, just reminisce a little bit about uh, how much you guys really do mean to me. And the fact, uh, I'll, I'll let you guys know this. I've been trying to get this interview together for the last two years, and uh, I booked this over a year ago. Uh, I've been starting to book it over a year ago to have all three of you guys on. Uh, so uh, I do appreciate I appreciate you guys taking time out of your schedules uh, to be on, and I'm glad I was finally able to get this thing done for our fans. And uh, we love you guys so much, and hopefully – uh, if we haven't scared you guys away too much, uh, you guys would be willing to join us again uh, in 2021, and uh, we could talk to you guys all again because we had so much fun with you guys. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, we um, we uh, love Fargo. That's a great little city. That Fargo Theater is beautiful. I wish, uh, I hope we can get there again. And there's some great, uh, great eateries there on the main street there, where the Fargo Theater is at. Um, I really liked a lot of the food there. It was really good. Yeah, as a matter of fact, they they just redid uh, they just redid the Fargo Theater. They got a whole bunch of uh, funding, and uh, they've uh, they've spruced it up a little bit. So wow. uh, they've really done a lot of work to it. And cool. uh, there's actually there's actually more restaurants now around the Fargo Theater than there were the last time you guys were here. Great. Well, I hope well, they have a few well, bars too. Yeah, few bars and fact, uh, hopefully some uh, spicy jalapeno peppers for Ray. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The unfortunate thing about coming up there, uh, Scott, it'll be in the weather time, so we won't get to see anything. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, the, most, is, no the blind. Bismarck Tavern, the Bismarck Tavern is still there, and they now have, um, uh, yeah, the Bismarck Tavern, and they also have a new pizza place down there in the corner uh, called Spicy Pie. Uh, there you go. You guys, yeah. you guys will love the pizza there. Excellent. Fantastic. Did uh, and did if you guys do eat there, the tell them that, tell them that the, the you got to tell them that the icon sent you. And they'll probably give you a free pepperoni or something. Literally <laughs> everybody right. in town. Like, 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 <laughs> I, I, I kid you not, guys. I am I am from New York. Okay, where there, there is twenty million people in the state and eight million people in our in our city, and I, you know uh-huh. people know each other, but unless you're a celebrity, like no one really cares. All right. I went out to I went out to uh, Fargo for an event. To meet the icon a couple of years ago, and he's not kidding. Everybody in this town knows this dude. And no I, mean, I mean, I get it. It's a smaller, it, it, it's a smaller town than than you know I, I thought it was even. But but every everybody like literally, you mentioned you just say the word icon. I mean, this dude is on TV out there. He's at the Bison games. You see him on TV. He's you know involved with all the schools, all the local you know sports, athletic teams, all the everything. And, it's yeah, so I mean they'll probably give you well depending on their opinion of him anyway they might give you a pepperoni or, or they might uh, they might spit on it but either way they'll know who he is. 
Well, that's kind of like that's kind of like me, Big Swing. You know, I, I I like to watch professional wrestling, and that's where the Granny Holster gimmick name came into play because my family and I love to watch like WWE wrestling, and I have a lot of friends that does independent shows. And where I live in Arkansas, we did a show last year down in Maumel, Arkansas, and one of my friends, or actually it was, it was January, it was January of this year because Jerry Lawler and my friend Alan Steele was supposed to come up from Memphis and they couldn't make it because of the snow, so they they put my friend Michael Berry with another guy to wrestle with and he was the bad guy that night and this one young girl that comes to these wrestling shows, she absolutely loves me, and she's always happy to see me. And when Matt Boyce asked this girl if she was ready to see some really good wrestling, she says, well, I'm here to see Granny. So Matt Boyce had to ask me in intermission. He says, i got to ask you, do you have your own fan club? I mean, I said, well, pretty much. I mean, because when traditional championship wrestling was running in Arkansas down in the Fort Smith area, they would do TV tapings. And even to this day, they still show the old reruns of TCW down in Little Rock. And there was a lot of those episodes where I was – I mean, I was always on the front row, hollering at the bad guys. They were in my face. I mean, I was getting their face. And I can talk some pretty good smack to the bad guy wrestlers when I have to. Mm. <laughs> which, is, which is probably all the time because that's why they're bad guys. Yeah. Oh, uh, shut up, big swing. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we, we got about a minute here left with you guys. Uh uh, once again, I want to thank you guys uh, for joining us. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, you guys will be able to uh, send us a few autographs for some giveaways. Whatever you can do for us, I would appreciate. And uh, feel free to use those cards in any way you want. Uh, I'm glad I was able to make those for you. Uh, and I, I know you guys do tons and tons of radio interviews, but I don't know if anybody ever gives you guys uh, personalized gifts like that, like uh, our show did for you guys. No, that's great. We appreciate it. uh, Thanks for having us on, and uh, hopefully we can see you in Fargo soon. All right, we love you guys. Thank you. I got a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. Can you do another 50 more with 50 different pictures, and could you label them and then send them to me? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll uh, I'll, I'll, put them up on heavy card stock. I'm heavy I'll do my I need best that glossy stuff too. All right. <laughs> I and, and, and you don't even need to. You don't even need to pay him. Icon just works for compliments, so that's all you got to do. Hey, um, go. So once again, guys, Winter Dance Party the three are with us here. It is unprecedented event. Again, this is a wrestling show, but we took a step away from that for the night uh, to talk to three musical legends and uh, three who are keeping the, the I, what many say, the golden age of music alive. So, again, guys, we do appreciate uh, you coming out with us. Thanks, and, guys. Uh, much like you guys and your show, we will end it much the same. Uh-huh.